Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster who's interviewed roughly 1,400 celebrities. And one of those interviewees, Tom Jones, once joked that I was dangerous in that he felt talking to me was, quote, like talking to a mate in a pub and that he'd have to watch what he said and remind himself. Also tellingly, at one point, when Tom began to tell me what sounded like the typically evasive tale he told about his extramarital love affairs at the time, I stopped him and said something like, Tom, I hate passing on untruths to my readers, so unless what you're about to tell me is totally true, don't tell me anything at all. Tom nodded his head, laughed, and fell silent, prompting me to laugh and say, OK, where do we go from here? And we moved on to another subject, his music. This brings me to the subject of Neil Sedaka. Yesterday, June the 4th, 2021, I uploaded a podcast that was, in fact, a radio interview I did celebrating the man and his music in 1997. During that interview with Mike Murphy, I quoted one of two interviews I myself had done with Neil, one over the phone and one face-to-face, in which he compared himself to Barry Manilow. And I summed up what he said by paraphrasing the man as follows. Don't compare me to Barry Manilow. I have balls... I am soul, I have substance. At the time, I was doing my damnedest to remember the actual words Neil had said, but my sense was that they were along those lines. Yesterday, I also used my variation of that quote as the headline for my podcast. However, when I uploaded the Sadaka podcast onto a wonderful Facebook page that, as with my radio interview in 1997, celebrates Neil Sadaka and his music and on which I'd received many kind comments when I posted part of the phone interview I did with Neil, this time round, many Sadaka fans said he would never have used those words, either in public or in private. This, to me, is a denial of the humanity of Neil Sadaka. It also stands to reason that if I hate passing on to readers or listeners to my radio shows or podcasts untruths, I hate being called a liar, or at the very least... In a coded sense, a purveyor of lies about Neil Sedaka. And so this morning, I dug out the old cassette tape, checked the quote, and I stand over the way I paraphrased it on the radio and in my podcast headline. Although pedantic people might say that, strictly speaking, Neil's quote was, I'm not Barry Manilow. Come on. I have balls. And my songs have soul and substance. Judge for yourself and enjoy the rest of the chat. By the way, if you want to read the original Rock Magazine article based on this interview with Neil Sedaka, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Right, but there is, there is that kind of, uh, that, that bias against yes, doing something. Yes, I was never accepted by the uh, acid, by the, the, the very, very uh, FM. I don't know, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a come on. <laughs> well, that's where people will people will do that. I mean, oh, well, well, what's the major difference? Pointed out to them. I know the difference. Pointed out. You know what I mean? I have balls. Right. <laughs> the song is soul and a substance. Right, right, right. There's, there's there's something there. There's there's something there other than sentimentality. Right, right. You did say. There's rhythm. <clears throat> well, there's a, there's an awareness too of the doo-wop history. There's the early history. There's the kind of all that stuff. You know. I mean, I'm not a boy. Right, right. But, I mean, it is probable or it is possible when you go, this is where they're going to link you, they're going to say, ex-teen idol as with yeah. the, the, the Manilow school. Well, they can think what they like. Okay. Well, well when, you, when you go, what song do you want them to play to prove otherwise? I don't. I think there's a couple of them on the new, on the right. new album. 
Right. Do you want to name the point? Blinded by your love. Okay. When a love affair is through, you turn me on. Right. Now, are you only saying that to sell a new album, oh, or are they really, well, you feel you've... the emergence album. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cardboard, California. Yeah. Well, that was one of my favorite. We talked about that over the phone. Yes. You know, there was stuff there that was pretty, very innovative. The solitaire album, trying to say goodbye, don't let it mess your mind. Um, there's a lot of very good Right. You said to me on the phone, and I did ask you yeah, in the down period, you didn't, you said you had no drink or drugs problem. Why did you keep so clearly away from that when the 60s went so crazy? I certainly tried a yeah. uh, in the 60s, but I, I'm not an addictive person now. Right, right, uh, right. I, uh, I liked a couple of wines that was that right. relaxed me. But you, you would be the opposite. You would be the, the, the popular music artist who kept it all in control. I, was I mean, while so others just let everything, life, creativity, talent, dissolve. I remember when the, uh, you know, big article in, uh, in America, what was it? The Times, the Sunday Times, and the comeback of Neil Sedaka, and right. some others, and uh, he's very disciplined, he's very, uh, He's everything that rock is not. Oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> well, sue them. <laughs> but it's a legitimate comeback, they said in Rolling Stone. This is the new Jim Croce. All right, right. They said this is, uh, uh, that's when the music takes me, reminded them of, um, you had a group that had a thing here, riff. I mean, I was, um, legitimized in rock and roll in right. Rolling Stone. Then of course in America, you know, after a couple of years, if you have too many hits, they start chipping away at you. <laughs> What's the same here? You know it's the same here. Well I have seen, I mean your your albums are quite glowingly reviewed in the Rolling Stone anthology of rock albums. I mean there's there's about five of them get the, the three to four stars. But people tend tend not to think of that. Well the last question is there is just I mean, people are, I, I would, uh, like I've interviewed a lot of, as I say, my interest is in popular music, particularly with a kind of strong classical uh, influence. But there's a, there's a growing, uh, Graham Marcus, I talked to him recently about Dead Elvis, you know, he wrote Mystery Train, and uh, a guy called Simon Frith in Britain, where we're beginning to say, forget this idea that rock and roll started, even in 52, when you heard Earth Angels sitting with Carole King. Forget that it started then. Don't think of it as rock and roll. Think of the union as black and white music as New Orleans, 1911. You know what I mean? Let's start looking at the history of music, Stephen popular Foster. music. Stephen Foster. It's one of the greatest and a great influence on me. Right, right. Sometimes when I sit at the piano, uh, having, having not written for several months, I'll be coming out with a Stephen Foster song. I my body since I was living in those times. Right. Right. Stephen Foster, yes, was one of the first yeah. rock and roll writers. Yeah, but that's where if we start, as we get to the end of the century, looking back on a century of popular music rather than the last 30-year tendency of, mm -hmm. let's look on it since Elvis did Heartbreak Hotel, mm -hmm. we've got rock and roll. Well, then maybe all that pigeonholing will dissolve. Teenage market, certainly, and young people. Uh, it might, yes, it should be taken as a whole. Absolutely, New Orleans jazz, uh, yeah. uh, race records, yeah. uh, the... the um, well, down in Washington, the whole, the gamut. Sinatra. I mean, I had to fight to do a, an analysis of Frank Sinatra in this magazine, and then finally they realized the relevance. You know what I mean? My son, you're right, who is 25, has been listening to Sinatra for three years. Right. Right. This is American. Yeah. This is it. The, the, the start of American. Well, Sinatra was listening to uh, Billie Holiday, 
blending blackbird. It's been Crosby was doing it with King Oliver. So I don't understand why popular... And I think there's a new guy called Bobby Valentino. I don't know if you've heard him. He's a pastichure. He does a Crosby imitation beautifully. But he, he's gone right back to 1912. And he's saying, no, look, let's... And alongside that, he'll have a Jimi Hendrix guitar. You know what I mean? And then he'll go to country. And then he'll go somewhere else. And you say, yeah, this is what it's about. I see 20-year-olds in my concerts. Right, right, right. Who, who as a last question, would you uh, would you rate as as some of the best songwriters then of our of the century? If we want to take that broad canvas. Mm, George Gershwin. Yeah. Right, right. Um, of uh, the pop music. But it was George and Ira, wouldn't it be George and Ira? You're talking about George. Yeah, yeah, as the team and George musically. Joy musically as yeah. a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hot. Right. Is it hot? Right. Rather, yeah. Irving Berlin. Uh, Joe Kern. Right, right. Uh, when I hear Shovel today, I fall Right. I like Seal. Right. Um, uh, I have a child in front of me. Okay. Um, I like, um, oh, I have to look at the child. Okay. Do, would you hear, would you be as aware of anything from Ireland, like the U2s or any of that? Excellent. I mean, have you heard? They're excellent. I'm not that familiar. Sure, sure. I thought Elton was marvelous. Right. I, Think, um, well, Elton took a lot of his piano hooks from you and his piano, didn't he? <laughs> 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 um, on the new album, I have Greek rock. I call it Greek rock. All right. Three songs that are with bazooki guitar. Right. I was inspired by Greek music. I think they're going to start a whole new thing. Right, I mean, right. It's belly dancing music with, with, um, with rock and roll. How much at the Because I asked you originally about the Jewish thing. You are of Turkish descent, too. What is that? What does that come out in the music? Does anybody ever say to you, Neil, go go check out your own musical roots. Stop producing American pop. Go go mix in. I've thought about the cantorials of the Jewish yeah. music. Yeah. I don't know how to do it yet, but I've thought about doing it. Right. Absolutely. Right. But what do you hear the Greek rock? Well, think of Al Jolson, the jazz singer. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the same tension was set up there. The collision between. Between the tradition, the yeah. religion, yeah. and how could you want? Yeah. Yeah. Holiday, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see that actually being explored because I know a lot of Irish musicians I've talked to are delving much deeper into their own Celtic base. So I would like to see Paul Simon, yourself, and that uh, go right down. All right, right. Good stuff, Neil. I can leave it there. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that. Right <laughs> away. Yeah, no, that was, uh, no, I'm very interested in, uh, in, in popular music. I hope they put the article in. Oh, they were, I won't have any problem getting the article in, oh, but, right. but I just didn't want, as I said, one of the younger guys. That was very kind of you. That rubber stuff, you know? Well, well I think it's not hard for people to uh, to realize there are other traditions going right back to 1900, as opposed to Elvis that's and Outbreak Hotel, because I believed that for a long time. Mind you, as I told you that time, I also bought your greatest hits album when I was 12. How so old I had to now? be there 14. So I thank you for the first album that you were going way back. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, 
If you want to read the article I wrote based on this chat with Neil Sedaka or gain access to the tapes for personal or professional reasons, contact me via my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.